When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, Mikey and Randy. This is Aviva, um, Randy's friend from the College of Worcester. And I'm calling in from Columbus, Ohio. Um, I just saw your post on Instagram, and I wanted to call you and send you all of the love and peace and sunshine and comfort from the bottom of my heart. Um, You two are just such a a beautiful inspiration of what love can look like when it's done right. And, you know, my my just deepest condolences to you two. Um, And, you know, I hope that you are both taking it easy and being soft. with yourselves and with each other as usual. And, um, you know, I just, I wish you both the absolute very best. So all of my love, all of the, the peace, warmth and happiness, um, from me to you. And, you know, I, I hope to hear from you all, uh, when you're ready. Okay. Bye. One, two, three, four. Let me step into the moon. Am I the one you see when you get into the mood? I tell them pump them keys while I keep up with your shoes. We got a real nice thing in the pattern of the groove. I can feel it flowing through. I see the song so clear when you roll it down your back. As a matter of fact. Hey, all. <laughs> Hey, I'm Mikey. And I'm Randy. And this is the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, where we give you an uncensored look into all we're learning, unlearning about grief, and learning, unlearning, and loving about marriage in real time. Yes. Welcome all new and veteran listeners. We're glad you tuned in. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. All right. So, babe, take us away. All right, love. So, if you are unaware, <laughs> the season's theme is grief, mm-hmm. where we share the sadness, breakthroughs, triggers, Ways Life Goes On, and more since the loss of our son, Noble. Um, in this episode, we're going to provide a list of ways that you can help someone experiencing grief. Yeah, so in our first segment, we're going to share 10 things outside of money and food, though you can't go wrong. You can never go wrong. With money and food. With money and food, or money for food. <laughs> um, that people did to help us in hopes that it'll help you get creative when you know someone that's going through grief. Yeah, second is our break from grief, also known as our fight or flight segment where today I am confronting Randy about some parenting stuff. (laughs) I have some grievances and the, the, the nature of our relationship may change today. Okay, Mike. It will. It's, it's serious. It's big. This is a big Pete. This is different than other fights that I brought to you. Mm -hmm. I want change. I'm demanding it. I'm standing up for myself. Oh God. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Finally. Opening my throat chakra. Oh no. What you need to do while you're playing. (laughs) Finally, we'll wrap it up with our PDA segment where Mm -hmm. we will share something that we're proud of for each other and show each other gratitude. All right. Let's get into it. All right. Wubba lubba dub dub. Yes. It is a common phrase used amongst those who understand it. Um, if you've never heard that phrase before, it is a reference to Rick and Morty. Yes. One of the greatest shows ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Okay, baby. Rick and Morty is one of my comfort shows. Um, I watch it whenever I just want to feel better. Um, I watched it shortly after shortly Noble, after Noble died. Um, maybe for like the third time. I don't know. All all four seasons that were available at the time. But basically, um, Wubba Lubba Dub Dub translates to, I am in great pain. Please help. Yeah. Um, however, he says it as a catchphrase. To when he's like celebrating but who is he rick okay um rick is a character who is a genius 
um, but is always hurting inside and torn apart because of his own genius and shit he put <laughs> himself into and stuff he experiences. Oh no. Um, he is, he is really good at deflecting, um, avoiding feelings mm-hmm. and all those things. And we were in space heavy, heavy on a wubba lubba <laughs> during this time. Yeah. Um, grief comes at you fast and no one knows what to say or do immediately not even us especially not us the the person experiencing it or the person who has to be in contact with the person experiencing it um and this is especially true with infant loss mm-hmm. it was different it was a lot we've both experienced loss in different ways and to do this to go through this results in different things and so some of the old ways of receiving help or some of the default ways that people give help don't actually weren't working work in yeah. this way um so we're sharing what people came up with um in our grief in hopes that it'll help you whoever's listening um support those who you love uh without doing or saying dumb some shit. dumb shit and, and possibly get block and cut off which just had to happen over here so yeah so we really want to help and we want to also give thanks to people who helped us and who are helping us because we are in a constant state of mourning mm-hmm. in some form or fashion all right, so we're going to share 10 things in total uh, that really helped us. That isn't food or money. And we're going to talk about where we were mentally, emotionally when these gifts popped up and how they help. Also, I think it's important to note, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it, it's on my heart and I feel it. Um, though we are in a space now where we can communicate these things, even to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking to you all who care to even listen to these episodes. And again, thank you for tuning back in and making us a part of our lives again. We are happy to be podcasting. Yeah. Um, this does not mean that we are perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I should say it here in case anyone's wondering, though these things still helped us during our grief in the early days. Some of these things are still actively being practiced today. Yeah. Some of the stuff we're still just figuring out and getting through. So we are still not, we're not in this like perfectly fine. Everything is good space because we got this. However, um, the things on this list helped when they helped. Yeah. And they maybe help you. Maybe and they will. Even if you don't experience baby loss, um, Major deaths, deep deaths, like spouses, parents, siblings, siblings um, caretakers, guardians, you know, close friends. These are, I think these are really great for those types of grief. Absolutely. All right. Especially the first one. The fr- oh. <laughs> so let's start off with um something that was very unique um, and something I had never seen before. So I'll let you. Yeah. So first on my list is Noble's Tree. So actually the day that we found out about Noble's Tree, so a friend from high school Uh, got a tree planted. She got three trees planted in Noble's name at this forest in California. I think it's called Klamath. Yeah, Klamath National Forest, California. Hope I said that right. Um, You said Klamath? Yeah, Klamath. That sounds right. Klamath? Okay. Uh, It says three trees have been planted in Klamath National Forest. So yeah, um, in loving memory of Noble. And the day that this showed up, it was a really, really rough day. We were, we had just started back Patreon meetings uh, we usually meet with our Patreon supporters every other Monday and we had just started them back and like hopes of like, being community with people again. And <laughs> Mikey let out a big yawn, Girl. as Drew would say. <laughs> um, and so I was just like in a funk though. I was just, I mean, obviously it was, I, I don't yeah. even know when we got this, but it was, it was earlier and I was drinking some wine and it was what late afternoon i think it was like, like what six drew was home from daycare at this point yeah our patreon meetings are at seven so i was drinking some wine put it down and ended up like knocking it over and i was like uh okay spirit you don't want me to <laughs> be drinking no wine right now in this funk and then and i think i was like uh she wasted wine yeah it was like anyway then mikey's baby sister walked in with the mail and it was this letter that we got and that there was a tree planted for noble and i just cried i just cried because it was so thoughtful she didn't tell us she was doing it they give you information on how you can visit the tree and how you can visit it virtually they even give you like a little seed give you seeds in the shape of a heart that you can plant in your own garden and they tell you how to like water and stuff we haven't planted it yet but it was beautiful yeah and it really helped me just like know that you know, it's proof of life that like Noble really touched people, even people he didn't get to meet. And it was just so kind. It was. It was also beautiful. Like I'm looking at it again now. And I remember when we first got it, mm-hmm. um, we opened it. There's a thing about that. What that parchment paper or something like yeah. that? That's like really. Is it supposed to be soothing? Like that? I don't when know. You touch it, but like you open it up and it was just it was a beautiful card. And uh, it was, again, from a friend of Randy's from like high school. Um, and I was just kind of I was thrown off by it. For a couple of reasons. One, I didn't know that black people planted trees <laughs> in other people's. No, I'm dead ass. I, I didn't. And I think that 
I don't think that that would have been a thought to come to most people's mind Mm -hmm. to do something like that for someone else. But like, I'm all for doing something beautiful in the name of my son. Um, And before we got that gift, we we talked about it. I was playing around with the idea of like what I can do with this energy that I'm feeling with him um, because I wanted to do some things in his name. And Mm -hmm. I I came up with the idea of um, noble acts, which is something that I'm going to start rolling out from time to time or just something that I'm going to do because one, we come from a, a service background, mm-hmm. um, a nonprofit background. It is like what we know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like doing some type of community work. And for the longest, I had taken a break from it because, you know, my own mental health and um, just needing to like focus on like my familial stuff and our finances and things of that nature. But mm-hmm. um, seeing that done with his name on it also, it, it was, was just nice. like, ah. Oh. Yeah. I'm feeling it. <laughs> so thank you, Cece. Thank you so it. much. <laughs> All right, babe. What's your What's your first thing? Number two mm-hmm. on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, as you just said, we started back having Patreon meetings. Mm-hmm. We had just opened ourselves back up to talking to people. Mm-hmm. For the longest, it was just us. And then Drew came home and it was us and Drew. Mm-hmm. And maybe we we're talking to our mothers, maybe our siblings, but that was it. Um, on our Patreon meeting. I remember before it started, the first one, mm-hmm. you were just like, um, you were just nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, is this going to be really weird because we're really sad and like our people about to like be really uncomfortable? <laughs> yeah. But like our, our Patreon community has been a community. Mm-hmm. Um, we have grown really close to these people. We know their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, like We like talk. And while I wasn't nervous about the the um, interactions, I was a little nervous about what might come from the conversation. Mm-hmm. But somebody actually asked me. Like, do you want prayers? Miss mm-hmm. Lorraine. Um, Lorraine. Lorraine. Mm-hmm. And I said, thank you so much for asking. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. I'm not in the space where I want to. I don't want to hear about how God is going to fix this and God got it. Um, and so the thing that I had was like asking if I wanted prayers, mm-hmm. um, asking if I'm in a space to receive spiritual love, asking if I'm in a space to to hear scripture, asking if I'm in a space, just asking, mm-hmm. checking in with me to see how I'm feeling about this before you proceed with your thoughts mm-hmm. um after a loss it's i don't know if it's default in the black community to immediately jump out with god got you mm-hmm. but that's all i've seen and heard i mean there is a such thing as like spiritual bypassing where you bypass Ooh, your like grief and your anger and your rage and focus solely on like the spiritual like let's just pray about it but no you gotta feel it mm-hmm. you gotta like you have to feel your feelings and then you can express gratitude and express grace and and then think about god and a lot i think i think it may be like a survival mechanism. Sure it is. And especially in the black community and especially in a community that is possibly largely Christian is spiritual bypassing. Like, Oh, don't feel these feelings. Don't grieve. Don't be angry at God. Let's just pray about it. And it's like, that actually is counterintuitive that like it doesn't work. That is extremely dangerous and invalidates a whole bunch of feelings that I need to actually address before I start to grow a resentment towards God and possibly a disconnect from a further disconnect, a, a, a wider disconnect from um, yeah that's what so i just looked it up real quick spiritual bypass or spiritually spiritual bypassing is a tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues psychological wounds and unfinished developmental tasks Mm. so i think in her asking you admit you know it just it absolutely says something off that i didn't even know to think about addressing with other people and then after that i made sure to like preemptively let people know like hey just a heads up i'm not in a space where i want to hear about god today yeah um, if you're joining me in my space, if you're looking to connect with me today about something, we can talk about what happened. Um, we could talk about what it is that I'm trying to do. We can talk about how you feel about it, but I don't want to hear about God right now. Yeah. Um, and we were different. I, yeah. you know, Mikey's practice was, I don't, I don't feel like it. And mine was, I mean, honestly, I was there too. I, I, but I was, I was taking prayers, but I, I was proud of you for like, standing up for yourself, advocating for yourself and what you need, because it's, it was a very, and it sometimes it still is a very confusing time after mm. losing Noble. Cause it's like, this is the same God people are telling us to pray to and the people are saying are looking out for us and people, you know, and like that maybe we feel deep in our heart cares for us. Um, or is at least consistent about us gave us drew yeah. and also took noble, yeah. you know, like, and I mean, that's, and that's where I was at. Like, like the I'm God in, of miracles, you I'm know, extreme like extreme pain, yeah. but like I, this same, like I, I love this, this guy that we're referencing and I am actively also hating yeah. this guy that we hold so dearly in this, like, yeah. like I'm just, I'm in pain right now. And I think that recognizing that or taking the time to even like ask somebody where they are in that is a big deal. It was. So ask somebody. Yeah. <sighs> 
Thanks, babe. No problem. All right. All right. Third thing on the list. What yes. you got? My third thing, second thing is a uh, molly bear. So molly bear is a bear that is the same weight as your child that you lost. And they go up to two years old in creating these bears. And we received this bear um, through Rachel's gift, which is a gift box that is at certain hospitals that was created by Rachel's mom. She was pregnant with Rachel and then got in a bad car accident and her pelvic was crushed and she lost Rachel. So she created these Rachel gift boxes for parents and hospitals who experience any type of infant loss, stillbirth, um, the baby died early. Like Noble was born, but he passed. Um, so anybody who's lost a child, she creates these boxes and it has, in our box had like pictures of Noble. Um, they had his his baby blanket, his hat, his outfit, his outfit that they took pictures of him mm-hmm. in. They had grief support papers. And then they also had like a Molly bear paper. And I remember saying me and Mike was like, we don't want no bear. I want a motherfucking bear. Like, I don't want a bear. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't want a fucking bear. Like, this is stupid. Like we were very angry. But then the following week or a few weeks after we got this voucher in the mail from Rachel's gift that was like, Hey, you got this voucher for this Molly bear. You get a year to decide, think on it, you know, and when we first started talking about how we didn't want a bear, we were home at this point. No, we were at the hospital. When I, the hospital. We started going through the box at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, what type of, what box, what type of care package do you give someone that lost a baby? I was quite interested. You know, mm-hmm. I was very curious. So, and I was stuck to the bed anyway, cause of the C-section. So I was like, let me look through this box. And I saw the paper. And so this time around though, I did keep the voucher. Cause I realized um, may, I, I consider maybe I would want a bear, especially because I was so in pain the day Noble was born. I don't remember his weight. Mm-hmm. Like I don't remember. I remember obviously holding him and kissing him and talking to him, but I don't remember how he felt because I was so out of it. Um, and Mikey remembers though, because Mikey, you know, had been with him longer outside the womb and was way more lucid and, you know, not cut up. But um, and a lot of our family members had expressed never getting to hold noble and how they wanted a chance to get to hold noble. So I was like, this could be for all of us. And so we got the bear made and it was customized. They give you a way to like add things you wanted. He's a Leo. And so there's like this lion on it. We've posted pictures online before. Maybe we'll do it again, Mm. but um, it's beautiful. And it weighs the the same amount that he weighs. And it was really great to have the bear home. I couldn't put it down. And it was just a thoughtful way to be like, here's like, this is not your baby, but at least you can always like if you need that weight in your arms, you can you can hold your baby. Yeah. So yeah, you no, got to look think, on your face. Yeah, man. Well, receiving the concept of the bear was a beautiful idea, but again, sometimes you're not in a space to receive something when you first come across it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't close ourselves off to the idea or the possibility that it may be something that we wanted to mess around with in the future. I think at that time I was thinking that I need to minimize as many reminders as I can that my son is not here. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking I don't want anything to do with it. I just I just don't. Like, maybe it'll be a good idea. Maybe not. You know, maybe something for his altar. But ultimately, it's, you know, it's not for me. Then we got it and I held it. Yeah. And I was fucked up. Yeah. Because it was the same way. Yeah. And I hadn't. He was in my left arms for forever. As long as I could possibly keep him there until. They took him back. They took him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was it was his exact. It was just it just threw me off. But it, I thought that it was like beautiful. I think that it it felt right in that moment to have um, and I haven't picked up the bear since and I don't have any intention on doing so because following that was also like the whole ashes thing. It was just too much. It was too much for we me. We got the bear after uh, we got yeah. his ashes. Like and I haven't, I just can't, I just yeah. can't do it. But, um, no, it was a really, it was a really beautiful gift. And again, for other people, other people are also experiencing this grief, mm-hmm. um, with us and from like a different perspective. So, you know, his grandmother's got to hold the bear, feel what he, you know, what he felt like mm-hmm. essentially, because, you know, no one was allowed in the hospital when you were giving birth. Um, Brianna was actually downstairs, my sister, uh, prior to that lot. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, she was supposed to be coming up to like help out because we, we were preparing to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so but then he was born, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, COVID, no one was just coming in and out of the, you know, the hospital wing. And so they just weren't, they weren't going to get to, but yeah, man, I think that I think that the Molly Bear is a great gift. So even if you listen to this, even if the person doesn't really care for it at the beginning or the the idea of it, it might hit them later. Yeah. And you said we got that, that voucher. We got the voucher from Rachel's gift, but there's a way to go to Molly Bear and you can donate some money so that parents can keep getting these bears mm-hmm. for free. You can buy somebody this Molly Bear. Um, but the voucher does allow us. It did allow us to bypass the wait list and get our bear in a week instead of like it came six really months. Quickly. So, yeah. So just is something to keep in mind for anybody you may know who has lost a baby. 
or lost a, a toddler. I'm assuming, but we putting links in the yes. description. Right? Right. In the You'll see notes. this on the website. In the All right. Shout yeah, out to our producer. Um, <laughs> so the fourth thing, you keep giving me words and I keep looking up stuff and it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so again, the space that I was in, I lost my son. This is my first son. This is the first child after Drew or other than Drew that I like got to see come into this world. Mm-hmm. Um, he took breaths. He responded to my touch. He squeezed my finger, like all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I am broken up about this. I am not happy. I am not positive. This is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. This is a sad thing. This is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And right now, silver lining is not the space that I'm in. Yeah. And that's where I was at the time. Um, what I appreciate is the people who took the time to acknowledge that this is bad. Yeah. Oh, this is really bad. This like, is this is bad. Yeah. Call it what it is. And saying this is bad and only talk like and being willing to hear me out as I express that before jumping in with the word you gave me that like later, um, which is toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write down the definition, which I probably should have, but toxic positivity um, as Randy looks it up. This is what I, what I remember it as. Um, is is only acknowledging or choosing to see or identify positive trends in something and not actually identifying ever or discussing um, the negative side of things. Let's see what you find. Right. And it says toxic positivity is a belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. It's kind of like inside out where joy is always like, no, yeah. let's be happy. And everybody's like, and sadness is like, no, I'm really sad. Because and you anger have to, is like, I'm angry. Right. I'm not you. But you have to be, you have to be sad to get to the joy. If mm-hmm. everybody thinks you're fine and you're really not fine, no one's going to help you try to get fine. And so you, it, it works to be affirmed that like, no, this is awful. This is always going to be new. There's no getting over this. Like people being in solidarity with us was powerful. Yeah. So taking the time to acknowledge with that person, like just acknowledging their feelings. Not the feeling that you that would make you feel more comfortable as you approach this topic, but actually discussing where they are um, was really just really, really big to me. Um, So saying, hey, yo, this sucks. This is fucked up for these reasons. These are the reasons why I feel like it's fucked up. Are you okay? Like, I know that you're not okay. What's going on with you? Like, instead of just like, oh, man, it's going to be all right. It's It's going to be. It's going. Okay, maybe it will eventually. But today, right now, it ain't. Right. And I don't want you coming home. <laughs> like, don't bring your joy energy into my sadness, angry space when I need to actually feel these feelings before I snap. Yeah. But that was it. Just no toxic positivity. And it, it's great. You really, you aren't making us worse. You aren't, uh, in fact, ignoring how we're feeling and how anyone's feeling in grief will make them worse. And, I mean, and historically, it's kind of like my default to ignore sad feelings um work through it work past it do a thing that'll make you feel better immediately go get into like distract yourself that's not just like with loss maybe that's just with like avoiding negative feelings period Mm -hmm. and i used to think that that was because you know i'm an optimist let me just think about the positive i'm just choosing to do this today there's a difference between choosing to focus on the positive and completely ignoring the reality of your situation right to do something that you think is making you feel better which will only manifest later and show you that it wasn't helping you at all so now we feeling feelings. Yes. Well, you got to. There's no way around it. That's the only way out. People want you to do the grief work and healing work. This is how you do it. Mm. So, all right. My third thing was. Yes. Number five. Um, flowers. You can never go wrong with flowers. I guess with me. Unless. Okay. Um, <laughs> some people don't like them, in, yeah. which is fine. And for religious reasons, some people don't do them. But for us and for me, in the beginning, we consistently got a lot of flowers back mm-hmm. to back to back. And it was really nice because they were very colorful. It's um, the pop of color. The pop of know? color. Yes. Very colorful. The, I mean, just being into like the duality of life, right? Like it feels like, no, I have died. I know that in my, mm-hmm. like my body, I have died. But like there's these pretty roses, you know, or these pop of like wild flowers. Like Susie and Robbie's when the white flowers showed up. During Noble's Memorial. Yeah, yeah. It was really nice. We put them on the altar. Like it was just, it was that having that pop of color in that life around when you can't see anything, when everything's really gray <laughs> is, is was just very nice. Yeah. And you just can't go wrong with the flowers. You can just send them randomly. They're just, they're a really nice, subtle way to, to say, I'm thinking of you and I love you and hang in there. So, yeah. Cause even at the moment of receiving them, you may not be in the best space, but mm-hmm. like at a certain point we put them in the kitchen on the Island and the light was coming in through the island. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I looked up and I was like, that's a beautiful, one of them had a sunflower. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's that was the one we got from mama. I'm like, that was, that is really beautiful. 
And for one moment, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about yeah. something else. It's a thing that's been around for a reason. Different people appreciate it for different reasons. I, I think that we needed that little bit of color when it was like drab and dreary and not okay for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Your third thing. Third thing. My third thing. Number six. You may have heard this before. Oh, my <laughs> God. me if you heard this before. But drugs. Oh, my God. Drugs is my third thing. Um, and this is, again, not for everyone. However, helped me. Um, it helped me get to the next point that I needed to be in. Now, I am not an advocate for hard drug use or illegal drugs, actually. Um, the Chapmans do not partake in illegal drug activity. Um, and that's where I'm going to leave that. But... <laughs> Yeah, nah, man. A bottle here, some flowers here or there. Like, not the flowers from the last bullet point, but, you know, um, they were really, really, it, it helped. It helped. It was something. An offering. Like, bro, you want to smoke today? <laughs> like, you know what? I do want to smoke today. I do. And I'm not talking black and mild. Mikey. I'm just here. We all get it. <laughs> we all understand Do you. we? Yes. Offer the homie some weed. <laughs> Offer the homie some trees and see how the homie feel when they receive that gift even if they don't take advantage of it immediately <laughs> yeah matter of fact over offer <laughs> i was given a lot <laughs> and i was confused i was like what am i going to do with this bomb of, i mean anyway get the homie some weed <laughs> i love you number seven <laughs> i don't have nothing to say <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing to add to that one you no. did, did you not benefit from you you didn't enjoy the during that time it no wasn't i did i did which we talked about in the first episode um mm -hmm. for the time it, it was a coping mechanism yeah. that that I needed to work through, for, mm -hmm. you know, that no longer is sustainable for me now, mm -hmm. but it was. And I did have fun. I got to like, I had fun. Okay. I had fun. <laughs> and, and, you know, and parents who lost kids <laughs> need to have fun. Yes. And, and now I'm, now I am uh, mm -hmm. doing yoga. Okay. And my fourth thing. Shout out to Adrian. Is face steamer. Okay. So this was a really important gift for me because it was the first gift, one of the first gifts I got. And it was just for me. And it was a friend from college reached out and she was like, tell me what I can get you. I don't care what the price is. Just send me a list of things that I can provide. And I remember just like how miserable I was on bed rest. It's not what people think. It's not like how it is in the movies. I was always afraid. I was always tired. I was always peeing. I was always crying. It was just awful. I didn't get to take care of myself. I couldn't stand up for long or I would mm. start spotting. I just remember being very miserable and really trying to be positive because the baby feels what you feel. And it was a lot. And um, I was like, I, I've been wanting this face steamer forever. Like I, at one point on bed rest, I was like watching YouTube videos of like, skincare routines i just skincare wanted to like a face steamer yes and i just wanted a face steamer and i sent it to her and she was like bet and she got it for me and i it was just so nice what is the purpose of a face steamer it helps your like skin like it helps in your pores? skincare routine yes okay. so like and i've watched i don't know if anyone's ever seen jada pinkett's like skincare routine she did a whole video about it loved it but it, it just helps with your skin. It helps okay. clear your pores and all the things. And you needed this. Yes. You with your skin. Yes. <laughs> you can always improve a skincare routine. You already got perfect skin. But and it's, okay. I'm getting older. Mm -hmm. Yes. You and I wanted hit it. 23. You and look 23 I now. wanted it. Okay. And it was that. And sometimes you just got to give people what they want. It don't make no sense. It's not for everybody else. This it, is fair. it doesn't benefit Mikey or Drew. <laughs> but it is just mine. And sometimes you just need a gift that's just yours. You yes. need somebody to honor that. And I don't agree. ask no questions. Just be like, what is it? I don't care. And she did that. So thank you, Lisa. But yes. No, and I think that you made a valid point. Like a thing just for you. Mm -hmm. um, I was showering maybe two, three times a day because I needed to be standing in hot water and some steam. So it's not a face steamer, but you know, same premise. Mm -hmm. I just need to wash myself. I just need to do something and like bring myself together. Um, I think that's an interesting gift. Mm -hmm. It is random. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with nothing, but it's mine, mm -hmm. you know? So thank you. All right, babe. Your fifth thing. My fifth thing and number, well, fourth, fourth thing, fourth sorry. thing and mm -hmm. number eight on the list. Um, community engagement. So again, mentally, I'm in a space of isolation. Physically, I'm in a space of isolation. <laughs> um, socially, I have isolated myself. And spiritually, I have isolated myself. Um, it may not feel right, but when is the right time to invite somebody to come out of the house? Mm -hmm. You know, when is the right time to tell somebody that, you know, you think that they might benefit from getting some sun or doing some stuff? Um, I don't know 
I can't really pinpoint any any particular moment. I think once we started opening ourselves back up to the possibility of talking to people on Patreon, that's when I started thinking, all right, maybe I can figure out ways to like see people in real life. Mm-hmm. We've been inside because of this pandemic forever. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kept our distance from people for multiple reasons, not just because there's a pandemic and we don't want to get sick, but there's a pandemic, we don't want to get sick, you will have a high-risk pregnancy also. And so we, are, we also already wasn't doing shit. And then for the last couple of months specifically, we just inside, only inside, because you're on bed rest. Like, so I got a, I got a, a message <laughs> from an old friend from middle school, one of my oldest friends from childhood. He was moving. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen him in forever. He said, do you want to come help me move? My first thought was, no, nigga. I ain't trying to help nobody move. Who helps people move? Mm-hmm. And my immediate response was, yes, thank you for reaching out to me. I should probably get out the house and go do something today. And I went to go help him move. And I was blessed with a couple of things that day. Um, I saw his mom, who I did not know was around. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought she was, like, in North Carolina or she lived elsewhere. And then I saw his dad, both of which... They're not, they're not together, but when we were younger, they were. They were married. And, like, I was like, oh, like, it's, it was just really nice to see familiar faces. Um, Get to tell them about you, about Drew, how I am. See my friend. Help him and his family relocate and get themselves in order. Um, and just kind of be of service to somebody in that moment and just get my mind off of some other shit. Um, and so I got to, like, just engage with, like, community. And then from there, I kind of just opened myself back up. I started talking to my brothers more. I think I did a couple of other key things there, but like the moving day is one of the ones that really just like stick with me. But there's never a good time to ask somebody like, hey, do you want to go someplace? Or hey, do you want to do something? But and you you may hear no. You may hear no a whole bunch of times. But eventually you might hear a yes. Like you know how like there's a situation where there's there's that person that you keep inviting out mm-hmm. and they can't go, so you stop inviting them out. Mm-hmm. But they also still need the invites. And you never know when they can actually say yes. Um, so just like don't close yourself off to it. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we have been those people. Yeah, we have. And especially after Noble, we were. But no, I think socializing definitely. I mean, it definitely helps just wanting to know that people want to be around you, even mm-hmm. though they know you're sad. And especially when you're feeling like you're somebody that people yeah, wouldn't want to be around. When self-pity and things convince you to like, you know, stay inside or Shrink stay away yourself, till you get better. Disappear. And it's like, well, once you accept that there's no getting better in a sense of like, this is never, Noble's always going to be gone. This mm-hmm. is always going to hurt us. Once you like, we make peace with that in some way. And people have, you know, it's be- it's easier to engage. So, no, I agree. You know, having people over, going out. We went to my cousin's house. You know, we were trying to, we went to the park. Like something as simple as like getting outside with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does have to have Drew, you know, we don't want her yeah, we Just have a child that is actively living. Yes. And so, she can't waste away in this room with us. Yeah. So, no, that definitely helps. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Your fifth. My fifth thing. thing. Number nine. Number nine. Care packages that included things for the whole family. You're talking about the the happy, the yellow one? All of them. The, we had a sunshine box. Um which included like candy that we all ate on. I like this. Sunshine My box. friend from college, uh, Shelby gave us a care package and there was like a gift for Drew. There was a book for Drew that we love called Una, Black Mermaid. Wonderful. There was a panic moment in this house. We couldn't find Una. It was under the sofa. It like disappeared. In the but it's a beautiful book. She's a dark skinned mermaid. It was, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Yeah, she has puff Afro it, hair. Yes. Puffs. It's a beautiful book. And like Shelby's, but she said something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember what you got, but she says over everybody, including like a gift card. And it was really important to me that everyone acknowledges this is not just Randy's loss. Mikey lost a son, too. And a lot of people I had come in contact with was like, how are you? How are you? How are you? And I, and I would tell them, like, well, have you checked on Mikey? You know, because he's a parent, too. And he's a father and he's a good father and a and present father. Okay. And he's not OK. And do you know that? And it was it was really sometimes it was awkward. And sometimes everybody was like, oh, yeah, no, I reached out. Or sometimes people were, you know, completely avoided the question. And it really it really bothered me in the early days, especially because Mikey had more time with Noble outside of the womb than I did. So in a lot of ways, I felt like you had like more rights to like, I don't know. It was a lot of things I was dealing with, but I was just like, no, he needs to be reached out to. And so care packages that like included things for everybody really just made me it really helped. It was just like this is your family's pain and including Drew's like mm-hmm. y'all all may need something because it's probably weird in the house. It was really special to me. Um and so did Delisha. She sent the box and you had like your own candle and soap and stuff. Like it was nice. I, I'm holding on to this candle for dear life. The moment I get an office, I'm lighting <laughs> that candle. It's going to be the smell. It, it smells so nice. It's but a like, mahogany. It ain't a, a kitchen. It ain't a living room candle. It's no. not there, but this is me. I love the scent of that. It's just sitting in my, like next yeah. to my shade butter. I can't wait. But yeah, like you got something. So yeah, that was yeah. important to me. Yeah, man. Care packages. So like just the care package does a couple of things. One, it shows that you thought about the person. Two, it shows that you thought deeply mm-hmm. like you've put some like effort into it 
I thought it was really nice. The yeah. sunshine box was was cool. It was, it was lots of candy. It was, it was all yellow. It was a white box. Randy opens it up. It's like yellow confetti, and all of it pops and out. A whole bunch of yellow candy, <laughs> and so naturally, and like, and, and it works for everybody. They had the yellow laffy taffies, which are which absolutely disgusting to me, but Randy loved it. Mm-hmm. So there was balance there, nerds. but there was the yellow nerds, mm-hmm. which was worked for me. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, but it was multiple. So, so we Randy got one too. Like, I was nurse. like, yeah, I was like, great. this is nice. It, it was, was a, fun. There was it, a smiley face button that Drew sticker, liked. The yeah, sticker. Drew likes a sticker in the button. And I was like, this is just, it's small, mm-hmm. it, like size wise, mm-hmm. but this is not a small thing. This is not a small act. It was, it was a, it was a really big thing to us that week. Yeah. Um, and it still, obviously home. it's left like a, an impression. Mm-hmm. It made me happy. Yeah. It was, it was good bucks. So yeah. Care packages, man. The whole fam. Cause you're right. You lost a child. I lost a child. Drew was robbed of a brother. Yeah. It's still how I'm feeling um it was a lot and a moment to be a big sister actively because now she's recognizing siblings and what it means to be a yeah. sister and she has these baby dolls and sometimes her sister and it's just sad Start referring to people as brother randomly mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's sad yeah <sighs> all right babe your final thing all right the last one uh my fifth and number 10 on the list supporting how they choose to remember mm-hmm. um when it comes to grief, people handle it in different ways. Um, some people want to hold on to a token from the person that they le- they lost. Um, some people want to let stuff go. Some people want to hold a vigil. Some people want to, I don't know, be given some time to like forget and then maybe addressing it later. Um, we chose to have a memorial for Noble on, my due on um, the day you were set to be due. Mm-hmm. And some people may have found it weird. Some people may have been like, you know, why are they doing this? Like, whatever the case may be. All I know is that every single face that showed up in that Zoom made me cry. Yeah. Every single one of them. Um, Noble's godfather, um, friends from college. Friends from the uncles, podcast. Uh, friends from the podcast. Anybody that we've grown close to ever. Mm-hmm. Like, just just anyone who, anyone who showed up. Um, it was very big to me that you took the time out to give a fuck today Mm -hmm. we showed a video that was heartbreaking to make it sucked to experience but it was i don't know if i'm using the right was cathartic Mm -hmm. to do and other people got to really see key moments that we hadn't shown before Mm -hmm. obviously Uh, i was putting together this stuff because i wanted to create a video after his birth Mm -hmm. and this video like because now everyone's seen this movie play out they know how it's going to end it just don't look the same uh, or it doesn't look like how i had it planned in my head now it looks like the reality which is this is not going to be a happy ending so yeah we had a video that showcased my entire pregnancy Mm -hmm. um videos and photos combined and then it transitioned into noble's birth and we all knew how it was going to end, yeah. but like, yeah. We got to show people his baptism, mm-hmm. um, pictures of him. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, I felt like it was beautiful. I felt like it was extremely necessary for me, but I can easily identify ways in which this would have set someone else off. Mm-hmm. And how someone wouldn't want to do this at all. And they want to just kind of like let go and like move on. Um, like I still have uh, problems from time to time with like his urn. Mm-hmm. Um, like, some days I really want to spread them Mm-mm. and I really want him like I want his ashes to be gone. But I'm not. In and that. Other days I'm just like, I'm glad I have something to identify today as I'm talking to him. But it triggers me. It sets me off. I know. So like just supporting how someone chooses to remember, I think is a really is just a really big deal. Like whatever they want to do, as long as it's not them harming themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somebody wants to sit with it, let them sit with it, sit with them in it. Somebody wants to let it go for a minute, let it go with them. And like, don't push you, don't push your ideas on how someone should handle their grief. Right. I think is how we ultimately wrap this up. But they chose to like celebrate with us in a way that we wanted to celebrate his life. And my mom said something that like really set me off, like in a good way. Like What'd she, she was like, uh, she was like, y'all are never going to let this boy, like he, 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 like his name, will, his name, will, he, his name will live on forever. Like mm-hmm. y'all are never going to let him go. I was like, no. No. No, I won't. I won't let any of my children go. She was like, he is blessed. I was like, yes. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I, was I missed like, it. Was, was it after? I think it, I think it was, it was after mm-hmm. the, um, after the, uh. Memorial? The memorial. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, it was, it was great. My little sister was here. Yeah. And I love my Therese. Came from Denver. Came from Denver. Dressed in all white. Just to like. Be in solidarity with us. And it was nice. It was, it was necessary. We weren't going to do it, but I'm happy we did. Have absolutely. a memorial for him. Absolutely. Thanks, babe. How was, how was that? It was good. Yeah. It was good. I hope that it was helpful for everybody. And um, when it concerns your grief process and anyone else's that you may be in connection with who is grieving. And so a question is for engagement. What has really supported you in your time of grief? 
Yeah, let us know. Shoot us an email at blackmillmare at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 770-750-4098. Or hit us up on social media like y'all always do and let us know what has really supported you. Yeah, we go, you know you know how it is. We're going we gonna to get active in the stories with this. I'm going to get that question out there because I'm, I'm curious to see what type of um, what type of things that y'all come up with. But I think this was a list of stuff that some were just very surprising. Some may be obvious. Mm-hmm. But um, these are just some key things that you can do so as to not be an idiot yeah. when approaching someone. Also, something as simple as saying, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's all you got to say. Yeah. Also, never say, I lost someone too. <laughs> That's not what you, that That's up. not how you mean it, though. Just never say. In a way that, like, <laughs> that's not what you mean, though. Hmm? You don't mean, like, you can't bring up somebody. No, no. It's, you I, can empathize with someone and connect with them on that level. Like, I'm so sorry you've experienced this. I, too, have lost someone in this way. That's and I'm different. Gonna, than, that is different than saying other people die, bro. You're going to have to. Yeah. You ain't the only one experiencing. Like, this, just never say that to someone who lost a child. Three days after they delivered just don't a baby. Do that. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. Just put that out there. All right. Fight or flight. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's time for Randy and Mike's Fight or Flight. They've held it in all week, but you gon' hear it tonight. Don't really matter who is wrong or right, cause it's fight or flight. All right, our break from grief. Wrap us up. Wrap us up. What is your fight, Mikey? All right, doing something different this season. Let me get to the damn point. Okay. I love you. Okay, this is. Still have to say I love you. Okay, I love you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why do you ask me questions? When it resolve when it's when it's resolve, uh, revolving around parenting, what? I remember. I'm trying to figure out or pinpoint the an exact moment that I realized I hate you when you do this. What? You said something. He was like, "Mikey, do you want to put Drew on the toilet?" And that's when I realized I don't want no more questions. What? I was like, I don't want no more questions about if I wanted. No, I don't want to do it. I want to sit here and not. Move. Oh my god! Instead, you're like, hey, your daughter got to use the bathroom. Or just or or just tell me, just tell me to do it. I don't want. I don't want to be asked no more. I don't want to be asked. I no just want to be sure. Want to know Mm-mm. you're in a space. Mm-mm. I'm never, <laughs> never <laughs> to parent. I have to parent. I have to parent. I am an active parent who wants to parent. I told you that. That's in the description from the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's what I signed up for. We set the contracts in motion. Don't ask me no more if I want it. Yes, I I, I want to parent. Want me to just say, just tell me go do it. Okay. Just tell me go do it. Daddy, do you want to know? No is gonna be my answer every this time. This does sound strangely I familiar, would, but I do I do what you say. I would much rather sit here and eat snacks than wipe Drew's ass. I would much rather not. I would rather not. If you want to do it, then you do it. If you want me to do it, tell me to do it. Don't ask me no more. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna fight you. Hey. I will tell you from now I on. I am perfectly fine with receiving your direction and not taking it as a like she trying to play me type situation. <laughs> that's not that's not how I'm receiving it at all. I will accept it as okay, she wants me to do the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the thing. But don't ask me if I wanna do the thing. Cause I don't wanna do the thing. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. I'm not gonna fight you. I'm gonna say okay. Oh man, we doing something different this season. <laughs> Times is changing. You just wait. There's only there's only episode three, I think. Yeah, I'll let y'all know how this shit going in the next episode. <laughs> the next one episode. All right, babe. PDA. Oh, it's my first. Yes, ma'am. Uh, hmm. I said this time, this season, <laughs> I was gonna be prepared. I'm gonna just say what's on my heart. Go okay, ahead, PDA. Baby. So this is we've been working on this episode for a minute, and I really appreciate you. A minute, multiple days. <laughs> yes, it's been a few days since we've been working on this episode, yes. and we're finally in a space where we can record it. And this is hard. 
this is like we're in a space where we can talk and share like you mentioned in the beginning of the episode but making this season about grief which was necessary like we need to have a space that is ours where we can talk about what we need to talk about yeah. even if that means we lose people you know you know hopefully we don't but you know okay yeah we love y'all but um we this is hard to do and thank you for willing to come back to the mic to do this episode even though we were really struggling the first time around and i appreciate you trusting me and being willing to do this again and in full now you know and a better way i think than how we started off doing it so i really appreciate it because this is not easy so thank you you're welcome and i love you i love you and no this is not easy parts of this aren't easy Mm -hmm. parts of this are willing being willing to work with you that's an easy part how the work goes (laughs) you never know but i love you and i'm always gonna come back to these mics with you to try because i feel like we do great work we do we work together I too will come from the heart on this one. Um, I had some written down, but I forgot it. What? I forgot it. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I'm gonna okay. save that for another day. Okay. Um, you have been going through, and I talk about about this a couple of times with like certain areas that you are feeding into yourself, whether it's spiritually feeding into yourself, whether it's like business wise, whatever it is. Your personal growth in the last like three years alone have been exponential. Um, again, I've known you since you were a teenager, and I'm recognizing that the the parts of you that you have been breaking down so that you can build back up properly it's it's really it's a lot um i think you've been putting yourself through a lot <laughs> but the way that it, it manifests i think is absolutely beautiful today i walked in the house after dropping off our child <laughs> and i'm assuming that you're doing yoga you're sitting on your yoga mat i just finished rewind before i got in the house i'm like all right i'm gonna run inside i'm gonna kiss the wife i'm gonna grab the dog i gotta go for a walk gotta get my steps in just thinking about you know all the stuff i'm about to do i walk in and i see your little bald head <laughs> And you just slowly had to start to turn around. I'm like, hey, baby, you okay? And you immediately start I'm crying. I'm sobbing. You are <laughs> crying. And your eyes are red. Because I've been doing this Divine Feminine Yoga series. And I will link it. Okay, go ahead. No, no, give context. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I did the 30-day yoga challenge with Adrian, And I finished it. And then I'm starting this six-day Divine Feminine Yoga series. And today was the lovers. And I just, halfway through, I just started crying. And by this point in yoga, I just let whatever comes to the mat come to the mat. You know, my yogis understand. And so when Mikey comes home, he sees me. I can't stop. I can't stop. I'm like, I'm just, I can't stop crying. And so because I'm unsure why you're crying, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to ask you and find out. Like, I'm never going to assume. And then I find out that one of the reasons why you're crying is because of me. And I was just like, I'm like, what? You just wanted to, you wanted to hear me out about something and, and ultimately like apologize for something or try to like come to a conclusion and, or an understanding on something in a way that. I had you this is not the norm from five years ago, ten years ago, whatever the case may be, but like you're really trying to explore this space of your life where you can really connect with people um in a meaningful way and how you approach stuff with care is just different, yeah, it's completely different, and like you just like you said you were sorry about something that I was really happy that you said you were sorry for. I wasn't expecting it, I wasn't like saying that I need this in order to be okay, but you like give context what was I sorry for oh like. So we we had a conversation and in that conversation, you said something that, you know, ultimately hurt my feelings. Um, I was telling Mikey that I didn't think I didn't mean for oh, it to come out this way. Okay. All right, oh, I just want to give context really quickly. I didn't think that you were doing like grief work in the way that I wanted you to be doing grief work. Mm. But that's not that's how it came out. And that was the effect. But that was not what I meant. What I meant was this is really messy. I don't, you know, your grief work doesn't look like my grief work and that like scares me. And I hope that you're really okay because I want you to be really okay. And I want us to work and I want this, you know, like I want us to thrive and not just be out here surviving like we've been doing the last few months. And I miss you and I love you. And I'm scared because I don't know if we ever going to feel better. Like that's what I meant to say. But what I said was your work doesn't look like my work. doesn't like the work you should be doing. And you're not yeah, doing any work. Like what you're doing isn't working. What you're doing isn't real. It's not going to get you result. Like it's just, and it, it was. I did, that's not, I, I'm so sorry. Again. And you apologize for it. But like, I had already come to this conclusion that, and maybe for my own reasons, for my own protection, but I, I came to accept what I, what I chose to do was see the understanding in it and accept that. Mm-hmm. Cause you also clarified like during the conversation, you said what you meant. And then what you were saying, Mm -hmm. you said what your intention was and then the impact is whatever the impact was. Mm -hmm. However, I accepted and understood what it is that you were trying to say, Mm -hmm. but you came back and you just apologized and you like clarified and like it was good to hear that um, and accept that. And it's not just with me that you're doing this shit. You're doing this with, with, with everybody. And that's like, like constantly humbling yourself. Not like making yourself small, but constantly like reevaluating and taking the time out to readdress some shit is really powerful. 
It's really big. It it puts the power in your hand as to how you want to be. You're not doing it for the sake of making someone else feel better. You're doing it because you're actually trying to connect with someone Mm -hmm. for you. For you. That apology wasn't for me, for me. Mm -hmm. It was for you, for me. Well, for me, for you. Mm -hmm. It was you are a factor in it, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And I just appreciate, I appreciate the work that you're doing, the inner work that you're doing, because it keeps manifesting outside of you in ways that I think are really, really beautiful. Even if it, like, whether it's the, 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 closer bond and connection that you're making with your sister how you bond more with my mom Mm -hmm. and your and my sisters um and your brother and just how you are with your daughter and how you are with me like it's just i think that it i think that the work that you're doing is beautiful and i think that is exactly what you're supposed to be doing for yourself and i like even though i see it's hurting (laughs) i see it's not all like sunshine and sunshine box it is it's it's rough because of the things that you are constantly realizing about yourself and and figuring out I mean, you about to be almost 30. Yeah. You know, like. Santa Return been kicking my ass. But you've been fighting back. <sighs> and I'm proud yeah. of you. And I just, I appreciate you for trying. There's something about like effort in marriage from your spouse, from my partner, from you. That's just really sexy. <laughs> Even though you were blubbering. <laughs> and there was some boogers. It was a good I set. Like, I'm just like, you know. Her I love saying yoga. sorry right now is so hot. <laughs> 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 Even with the nose running. <sighs> And so I just wipe your eyes and hug you. And I was like, I won't. This is, I'm not going to kill this moment by talking about my erection. I am okay. just going to hold her. And, and that's it. And I love go. you. You're welcome. <laughs> love you so much. <laughs> the Black Women Marriage Podcast is hosted and co-produced by Mikey and Randy Chapman. All episodes of the Black Women Marriage Podcast are edited by Randy Chapman at Wordy Productions, whoop, whoop. a podcast management company. The podcast management company we're going to make some edits to this um we are now and still available on apple spotify stitcher google podcast and all your favorite streaming services rate us five stars we're back y'all give us some love please yeah man we're trying to be back part of these algorithms yeah 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 we here don't really help algorithms but it does help people find us which is what we want and get convinced that we are a quality show we are speaking of our quality show um, the Black Millionaire Marriage Podcast Quality Fight or Flight Jingle was created by Ebony Janae at Janae's Jingles. Details in our show notes. To support our podcast, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Black Millennial Marriage. There you'll get unedited, edited, and ad-free episodes, Zoom meetings with us, and more. Yes, access to our game nights, yeah. mixtapes, yeah. daddy journals, Bi-weekly Randy music. Come on, yeah, it's lit over there on Patreon. Check it out. And be sure to check out our website. www.blackmillennialmarriage.com. Follow us on social media platforms on Instagram, we are Black Millennial Marriage. On Facebook, we are Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. And on Twitter, we are Checking tweets from time to time. <laughs> at underscore the Chapmans. Thank you again for listening, y'all. Be blessed. Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace. When you get, when you get, 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 get. One, two, three, let me step into the moon. Am I the one you see when you get up in the moon? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.